Shooting the Gap with Ryan and Gonzo. Hi, this is producer Doug. I know this one uh, had some technical difficulties. There is uh, some kind of static that I can't seem to remove and we don't know where it came from. But I don't think it affects the audio that much. And I'm sorry if it's a little annoying. We will be back to a uh, regular sounding episode next week. Thank you for bearing with us. Enjoy. Welcome to Shooting the Gap. George is mad. Hi, everybody. Serenity now. Really fine. Weirdly fine. Are those words that go together? Yeah. When you use them? Yeah. In terms of shooting the gap? Yeah. Because Doug's a wordologist. <laughs> wordologist. I got that great English. Yeah. You got many great words. Very great words. Fortuitous. Not one of use tonight. Well, there's sports. There is. There is lots of sports. Uh, Broncos <laughs> signed some uh, some some rookies this week as well. We got the safety at a I think Arizona was signed and uh, Devontae Booker Booker signed his contract as well. Um, good for them. Way to go. But what we want to talk about right now is some of the predictions and whatnot going around about the Denver Broncos and their chances at, uh, well, for one one prediction to even make the playoffs and several, some Super Bowl predictions as well. Um, Pro Football Focus caught my attention this week saying that the Denver Broncos will go 7-9 and nine this year. 7-9 and nine this year, Super Bowl champions. Seven and nine this year. Um, I know where they get it from, and I know that it's wrong. That's that's all I'm gonna say. Peyton Manning is Peyton Manning, okay? But he was not Peyton Manning last year. He was, you know, worse than Mark Sanchez had ever played in in a season. You go ahead and look it up, because it is what it is. When you got 19 interceptions going into your benching. Of, uh, was it week 10 that they benched him? God, I think so, right? Week 9 or 10. 9, 10, 11, something like that. Yeah, it was definitely 9 or 10. I know that part. Um, that is worse than Mark Sanchez ever had a start in, in his career um, for the first 9, 10 games of the season. By far, Manning led the league in interceptions all the way through until the last week of the season. He didn't play for seven weeks and was still leading the league in interceptions. So what that... It also goes to this. With uh, the QBR of Brock Osweiler's being 24 and Peyton Manning's being 28, those were two of the worst in the league. And without our defensive touchdowns, defensive points that we scored defensively, both quarterbacks averaged less than 20 points a game. We're going to have a completely new offense... None of that shotgun shit, unless it's by our wishes, by our coaches' wishes, by our offensive coordinators' wishes. We're going to run the ball. We should be improved on the offensive line. That's a that's a. I mean, it can't get worse. Yeah, yeah. I think we're <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna be better on the offensive line um, this year. We're gonna run the ball. We're gonna put Sanchez in situations where he doesn't have to throw the ball. 35, 40 times a game. I mean, I, I bet you'll see him going between 20 and 30 pass attempts if it's going well um, throughout the season. That's what we're going to want because we're going to run the ball a lot. That's the plan here. We we signed our running backs. We drafted another running back. We brought offensive line help over. Some Barlow's fullbacks. We drafted it. That was what I was going to say. We brought some Barlow's going to be back healthy, ready to play. Um and we brought a fullback in specifically to run this offense. So that's 
that's where it's at. Um, I think seven and nine is a ridiculous. Um, it's it's just ridiculous to predict that uh, seven to nine coming off the Super Bowl with the core of the defense, the best secondary in the NFL. Debate me with that all you want. Um, the best pass rushing duo, and I'm I'm also including Barrett and Shane Ray in that as well with what we're going to do. We still have Derek Wolf in the middle. We still have Sylvester Williams in the middle. Um, we didn't really address the linebackers, but we must believe in the guys that we have. That Word on the street is they very, they very much do believe in the guys that they that's, have. That's, that's the right reason here. why Danny Trevathan was allowed to walk. Because <coughs> he didn't sign a very big contract. No, it wasn't that big. Um, I thought well, we it, talked about it. It, very, it was very. It was after Malik got signed. We thought that it, it was the, that the was, time to sign was the time to sign him. And uh, I guess maybe they just thought better of the guys they have now. That's kind of the word on the street that that's who we're we're gonna be missing those two guys. And just a heads up to Bronco Nation and the rest of the nation. Actually, um, those guys didn't make a Pro Bowl, so. We didn't lose Pro Bowl players. Sorry. Oh, we, we have, we have the they were good players, and they were great players, and they did what we needed them to do. I was hoping that after, to be honest with you, after Kenny Ananuki's leg injury, I was hoping Sylvester Williams could take a good step forward this year, and he did. And he did. And he got him, he got him paid a ridiculous amount of money. Well, it's Malik. Malik got him. Malik. Well, I'm saying I was hoping Malik would step up and fill in for him no problem and he, he stepped up got paid lots of money and that's good for him yeah, uh, Danny Trevathan at... got a decent contract but he was we, we still have Brandon Marshall in yeah. the middle um, we still have Shaq Barrett we still have Shane Ray we still have Todd Davis we still have DeMarcus Ware we still have Derek Wolf. We still have Sylvester Williams. Those are guys all start. We we lost two starters on that defense, and it wasn't at the cornerback spot. Was it the safety? Wasn't at the safety spot. It was at the the spots where we have depth. It was at the spots where that's not the highlight of our defense anyway. Middle linebacker and the defensive tackle. Defensive tackle. Yeah. I mean, it's just not the highlight of our defense in the first place. The highlight of our our pass rush comes from the outside. Um. Defensive end on a 3-4 is basically a defensive tackle anyway because of the, the pass rush coming from the outside linebackers and the way that it's set up. So, yeah, they weren't, they weren't the highlight. It, it's, it's, it's all because of this drop-off in quarterback play, and what are we going to be missing in quarterback play next year? It's hard to say what you're going to get. It's, it's really hard what to say. Because what are we missing? Not what are we getting. What are we missing in our quarterbacks from last year? Uh, leadership. That's the, that's the number one thing. The number one thing. Outside of that, stats aren't it. No, we we didn't. Light We're actually it up. gaining athleticism. We we at are the quarterback position. We We're are actually getting more athletic quarterbacks. Um, with Trevor Simeon, Paxton Lynch, and uh, Mark Sanchez, you get actually more athletic quarterbacks than you had last year. And you actually have guys with bigger arms. Not to be confused with the actual politician. Right, Mark Sanchez. Mark Sanchez, the congressman. Yeah. Okay, sure. I don't know. This is not a politics show. Um, Bill it Maher. May well. The fuck up. <laughs> um, but we got we we got I guys. Bring it, Bill Maher. Like we have we have guys who have big arms. Thank These you. guys all can throw the deep ball. Mark Sanchez has always been able to throw a good deep ball. He stretched the field. And that's how I got a kid. Uh, it's been his bad decision making across the middle, the middle of the, the middle of the field throws um, between the hashes. It gets Mark Sanchez in trouble. It's asking Mark Sanchez to do too much. That gets Mark Sanchez in trouble. That being said, he's always played for defensive guys. I mean, mm -hmm. his, his coaching staff has always been defensive dominant guys. I mean, Rex except Ryan coached. Somebody teams. got the Philly, but that that's a whole other story. <laughs> the Philly, the Philly thing. That's that's different. I mean, what, yeah, and it's not like you can say, well. It's clear that Chip Kelly's offense just works in college, okay? It, it works in college. It's great. It, it, it has some genius aspects to it. You just can't expect guys who are facing talent on the other side of the line to be always wide open to do things. I mean, 
you guys are going to get burnt out and doing a lot of running on that offense. Well, go, go back to the – But you can't just throw Mark Sanchez in there and say, well, just run Chip Kelly's offense, bam. I mean, you still you still got to learn all that shit. I mean, that's shit you still got to learn. He's here. He's going to be another year learning shit. So we're going to have a little bit of a learning curve with him here. Fortunately, this isn't an offense that's designed to make him have to be, you know, quick on his feet for learning. Uh, decision making. There's not not a lot of decisions you're, he's going to have to make on his own. There's going to be a lot of plays that are just going to open up on their own. So we go back to last year's first game against the New England Patriots. Okay. Bob Osweiler played well. We we have agreed with that. But look at the the Ronnie Hillman touchdown, and then look at the um, C.J. Anderson touchdown in overtime to win the game. You can't run those plays out of shotgun. You can't. It's just impossible to run that out of shotgun, and that's what Peyton Manning wanted to be under shotgun. That's who Peyton Manning is. Congratulations, Peyton, one of the greats of all time. We're going to have a lot more of those opportunities to make those runs, make those plays, those stretch plays, those toss plays, where the the runner gets a good head of steam, gets to hit that hole and gets to make that move, you know, coming up attacking the line of scrimmage instead of being handed the ball and basically stationary and then having to start moving. I mean, and that's, that's ridiculous. Like that worked for the Eagles. Like, I think it was Chip's first year when they led the league in rushing. But let's also look at who was running the ball. Don Le- Henley. LaShawn McCoy, who makes ten people miss a game. Or, or a play, a half, whatever. But the way that they were getting those plays was he'd make one guy miss, make another guy miss, and then boom, he's off for 40 yards. But that's, that's been, what LaShawn McCoy but does. But that's been Shady McCoy's MO. That's what Shady career. McCoy does. That's not what we've seen what Hillman doesn't do it that well. No. Uh, and CJ, that's not his game. CJ's game is attacking the line of scrimmage and being hard to tackle. That's, that's what we're going to have more of this year with being under center consistently, with running the offense and having a fullback. It's it's totally going to be different, everybody. Get ready for it. Shut the fuck up about Peyton Manning. It's over. We won the Super Bowl. We're moving on. Like all these other fucking people can say that. Pro football focus, whatever. We're going to go seven and nine, where we have the seventh best chance to win the Super Bowl, according to other places and whatnot. Like I don't I don't, I don't care about that, especially with the point that you made twenty minutes ago. You didn't even put pads on. We're not even fucking training camp yet. You don't know who's hurt. You don't know injuries yet. I mean, if the Pro Football Focus picked us to go seven and nine, and picked the Chiefs to go twelve and four. Okay, good. They had a good run last year. They did. But let's also look at what they have coming back. They lost one of their corners, one of their starters in corner, gone. Tamba Ali is another year older. Didn't play that well last year. Fucking Jason Houston just is coming off a knee injury, a surgery, a devastating injury. He might not even fucking play. So all of these predictions oh, let's, some, mean nothing. Let's they mean nothing in the grand scheme of everything. Well, nothing. I, I, it's hilarious because here we are another year, another year, where the Broncos aren't predicted to win the division. Again, <laughs> the only time we were was coming off of the Super Bowl against the fucking... Seahawks, mm-hmm. but Which, going into yeah. that Super Bowl year, we weren't predicted that the, the Chargers were supposed to win the division. Then, the Chargers were supposed to the the Chiefs were supposed to win the year before. The Chargers were supposed to make another comeback. It was like Chargers Chiefs last year, and the year before that, I believe it was the Chargers. It's been the Chargers. Everybody always picks them, and they never do it. And it's nobody really late until lately. Nobody's really picked the Chiefs. Until the Chiefs kind of got Andy Reid and started to make more advancements in the defensive and offensive schemes and all that stuff, and we're able to start winning some games. But up until then, it's pretty much been Chargers and Broncos, and pretty much everybody just picks the Chargers because, well, who do they have? Who's the best quarterback in this division? Philip Rivers. It's Philip Rivers. So, without except when Peyton was on his run, absolutely. But Philip Rivers. But it was Philip Rivers. Saying. I mean, until until. The Broncos showed up with a quarterback who can challenge him. Same thing with the Kansas City Chiefs and the Oakland Raiders. Until anybody can challenge the best quarterback in the division, everybody usually picks, generally picks, the best quarterback in every division. That's how it goes. I mean, just who's always picked perennially in the NFC North? Green Bay Packers. Why? Because they have Aaron Rodgers. Patriots. Why? Because they have Tom Brady. 
Now, have those teams always won? Well, Tom Brady has. He never loses that division. He never loses that division. <laughs> one time or one One or two time times. when he didn't play. Yeah. <laughs> he didn't play all year, so that wasn't his fault. I mean, anytime he's played, they've won the division. That's just how it's gone. The only team that's ever won that division has been the Dolphins, and he didn't play that year. That's not his fault. They even still win 11 5. And still won all those games without him. It's but that that being said, I mean the the overreach. First of all, the underplaying of the Denver Broncos, a team that's returning as far as their starters go, both sides of the ball, returning almost everybody, with say a couple of positions, who didn't really produce a shit ton at their positions. It's not Peyton Manning didn't go to the Pro Bowl. Hell no. Even with his name, he, everyone knew he wasn't. Everybody knew it year. was not a Pro Bowl year last year. So we're not returning, we're not replacing guys who went to Pro Bowls last year. I mean, it's it's not like those guys went to Pro Bowls, they're not there now. No, we still have... We still have Pro Bowls. We still have the best secondary in football. Fuck yeah. We still have the best edge rushers in football. Absolutely. On our defense. We still have two receivers that are... We still have 1,300 plus yard guys. Um, uh, yeah, we're we're, we're returning our receiving core. Yeah, our, our one through three, you, you can guarantee you the Sanders is back. Um, DT's, DT's back. DT's back. Obviously, good. he's gonna he is gonna be. It. I, I guarantee you that drops all those drops were in all, his head. All nine of them. There were. They were in his head. There are some drops that when a guy makes bigger money, you kind of expect him to make the catch still. But I'll tell you this much. He ain't going to be waiting for those ducks. No, that ball's going to get there a lot quicker. It's going to be in there a lot quicker, and he's going to like it a lot more. Um, He's going to have an extra half second to make a move to to do what we love so much about Demarius Thomas, that yards after catch that he he destroys people with. Our tight ends... um, they were all old and over the hill last year, uh, they're, the they're exception sure. of Virgil Green, who's returning. Uh, we're and returning. Virgil, Virgil also doesn't have to focus on playing H back or fullback. Not right anymore. Now. He might he might now be he a second play, string guy, but he's not the first guy. Now he's going to be like a tight blocking end. tight end, or you know, he's he makes shit happen when he's on the field. He returning the, that kid, that second round pick that we had, uh, Howerman. For returning him, yep. he's he's coming back from his injury. He should be plenty healthy to go. Uh, pretty much was probably ready to go about the Super Bowl time, but you know, obviously, mm-hmm. you blow your knee out in training camp, you know. But they're high on him. Denver Bronco fans love them because we love guys. Well, not I, I don't, but the typical Broncos fan loves guys that they haven't seen play before. Um, just they they think he's amazing and. Before, but I mean, but, but there's that's hope. what you hear, so um, that makes me feel good about him coming back and being there, ready to play. There's football. hope. We didn't we didn't sign any of those guys at the time. I mean, you look at the guys we didn't sign. It's not like we're fucking missing them. We aren't going to be missing these guys. And for everybody to just like go, well, you guys have butt fumble. Okay. Okay. Yeah, that's something that happened one time. When was Mark Sanchez his best? With a great defense and With a running game. With a great game. defense and a great running Two game. Two consecutive and AFC now championships. now he has a coach who's a quarterback specialist coach. A guy who will make him better. He was the quarterback for a Jets team that beat the Patriots in the playoffs. He's been in these moments. And, it looked, and from what everybody says, he's working his ass off, man. He's acting like a... I hate this word. I've, I've gone on, but he's acting like a class act out here in Denver, Colorado. He's working his ass off. He's the first in. He's the last out. He wants to be the quarterback for this football team. He knows that he has a window of about this year at the most next year, uh, depending on what Paxton Lynch looks like. Um, well, yeah, we didn't, we didn't but move he up will, to draft him and not play. Exactly. He's, I mean, that's just he's eventually. going to play eventually. Yeah. So worst case scenario is Mark Sanchez is looking at, I can get one more NFL contract out of the next year or two. And if he does great in the next year or two, good for him. Yeah. We'll move on to Paxton Lynch. He'll be the future of the NFL or the Denver Broncos, hopefully. Mm-hmm. That's what we're hoping. I mean, that's what you hope when you draft a quarterback like that. You move up to draft him in the first round. We're going to watch something. We're going to watch so, something. On YouTube, they have Paxton Lynch highlights from every game from last season. And it's condensed to the times where he handled the ball and threw it. So they're like, you know, nine minutes long. 
every play. We'll talk about that next week, what our predictions are on Paxton, because we're going to watch some of those. And I'm, I'm sorry, I'm hearing a lot of <coughs> predictions. As far as predictions go this year, I'm hearing a lot of, watch out for the Raiders, watch out for the Raiders. Raiders aren't sneaking up on anybody this year. Let me tell you something. The Raiders, Khalil Mack has come out and said, we can be as good as that Broncos defense. Okay, well, good luck. you guys have are half as good because there's only, as far as pass rushers, you guys don't have as many. You, you guys have... You guys have Khalil Mack himself, mm-hmm. and uh, uh, from what's his name from Seattle, who tends to rush the pass. Averill? Uh, is it Bennett? Is Bennett over there now? I think it's Bennett, isn't it? I don't know. Whatever, the, the, the linebacker that they picked up. Because Bennett's a, a defensive lineman. Oh, okay, then that's, I'm thinking of somebody else, but... Um, they lost. They lost guys in the secondary. It doesn't matter. They lost all their safeties in the secondary, and they replaced one. But they brought back a guy who is not very good. He's rated the second worst safety in Pro Football Focus. Um, so uh, they're returning, but they did add to their cornerback situation. But you also lost a great cornerback safety team leader, Charles Woodson, one of the greatest to ever play. You lost Justin Tuck. I mean, you guys, you, guys lost, you guys lost things on defense. You guys didn't gain all that. You guys lost things and gained things, and that's fine. But you're still, I mean, our secondary, I'll take the Broncos' secondary every day of the week. They're still the best secondary. Twice our our pass rushers, still the best. We still have the best. So everybody points to the game where they're like, oh, they gave the Broncos a run for their money. Did they? Because we should have beaten them here. It was shitty quarterback play. Terrible quarterback play, and our, our starting safeties were not playing in the game. We had guys And we still literally, kept them to 130 we had, yards. We had guys literally off the street playing in that game. So, fine. The, the Raiders aren't going to sneak up on anybody this year. That's how you, that's how you get good. That's how, that's how you go from 7-9, and because they didn't go 500 again, to... <laughs> 12 and 4, 13 and 3. It's just sneak up on people. No one's, the Raiders aren't sneaking up on people. We know they got Carr. We know they got the, the wide receiver on the Amari outside. Cooper. We, we know they have a, a, a running back that will get you yards. We know that they have that. We know that they have Khalil Mack, and they have a couple defensive guys, but that defense isn't going to be anywhere near what this well, defense I, is. Well, I just love the statement of, well, they have the best offensive, probably the best offensive line in football, Mike. Since when? Based on what? Like they, since when? What? Where's the rushing stats to prove such things? I, but, mean, I mean, how does how does Dallas go from having the best offensive line in football last season? Last season, still, with no quarterback and no running back, to not not having the best offensive line in football this season. They have everybody still. They're all <laughs> they're all first and second rounders too. Still there. Um, uh, but this is the same chatter you get from from Raiders fans and. Oh, but it's national. Well, it's that's insane. what I was going to say. Like, it's still, it's but still the national like media wants the Raiders to be good. They do. Because the NFL is better when the Raiders are good. I want the Raiders to be good. I want Raider Week to matter. I do, too. Remember when like that was when a thing? Terrible. Yeah. <laughs> I don't mind it when they're terrible, but I like it when we're playing a good Raiders team and beat them. I like yes. that better. I do. I, I absolutely, I absolutely like beating a good Raiders team. It's more absolutely fun. more enjoyable. Much more fun. It's, it's, it's definitely also easier to swallow when you lose to them. Absolutely. Because when they're better, you can go. Well, they're just. You think better. our team would get up a little bit more to play them if they were better, instead of just going ah fucking Raiders. We've been there running their mouth. The whole off season about how they're going to be better than us, and they run their mouth us. every off season. So it's but this time. year they actually have guys. <laughs> so this I think it's okay for us to fucking smoke their ass whenever we get the chance. I'm, I I want to whoop their ass. I want to talk about the Madden cover real quick. I am not upset about Von Miller not getting the Madden cover. I'm actually completely fine with it. Um, I, it's not even surprising that Gronkowski gets the Madden cover. I mean. He's he is beloved in the media. Um, he's beloved he's, everywhere. But let's also just say this: he's he's gonna go down as the best tight end who ever played football. Sorry, Broncos fans, he's, he's amazing. He's, 
I mean, it's really really good. at that point you're saying sorry, Chiefs fans, because well, no Broncos fans cannot handle when you any, don't say anything that sharp is good the best. About, anything sharp was the best when he they left. Can't, they can't handle when you say anything good about a Patriot, like because they're all cheaters. Okay, blah blah blah. I I still would take Shannon Sharp on my team, but my team would be set up differently. Like it would it would be a little bit different. And I would beat the shit out of Gronk. I'd go at his knees all the goddamn time. <laughs> Tony Gonzalez is a stud. Well, who's the kid out of San Diego? Gates. Antonio Gates. Is a stud. Like, oh, let's go old school. Yeah, Kellen Winslow. When you talk about the stud. greatest ever... But Gronk's tearing these When, these when you talk up. about the greatest ever guys to play, I mean, you really almost don't go wrong. When people have the same old argument, the Kobe-Jordan argument... Well, you don't lose either way. If you go, well, you can't have Jordan because I get Jordan. Okay, well, I'll still take Kobe Bryant, I mean. Right. It's not like that's a shit deal or anything. No, it's still a pretty good fucking deal. <laughs> I mean, so, it's not, the comparison is not, it's not even there, you know what I mean? It's like, it's, it's fine. You can have, they were great for different reasons. They were great at different times. When Sharp went out of the NFL, he was greatest... He, tight end he had all the records at the time, mm-hmm. and then Tony Gonzalez. But when, when had all the records, when Sharp went so, out, the the league had changed as mm-hmm. well. It had gone to guys like Peyton Manning mm-hmm. and Tom Brady, mm-hmm. who were tossing that ball around the yard, who were inflating their stats. Dude, stats just went out, went through the roof. And and one thing that hasn't changed about the tight end position is that you are the quarterback's best friend, and if you're a damn good one. You're gonna put up numbers. That's that's pretty much how that goes. I really wish Rogers had a tight end out there to play with. It'd be good for him. It'd be good for him. He like is Rogers. better when his tight ends are good. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's had uh, a couple of good tight ends. Just playing fantasy football, people know that. Um, but when his tight ends aren't very good, he, his numbers do drop off. Mm-hmm. So and they're not premier tight ends. They're good, and he makes them better because they're serviceable. Because he's great. Mm-hmm. But Gronk would be great pretty much everywhere. Oh, yeah. Put him with any of the top quarterbacks in the league. He's look, at, gonna look at the catches it. he makes. Look at the – I mean, he can block. He's a great blocker. They, they, they can stretch him out, put him, line him up as a wide receiver, run a fade, run a back shoulder fade, run a slant. Whoever's guarding him is so scared about getting on him and, and being physical with him because he might get tossed to the side. Because he's huge. He's gigantic and he's quick. And because he's it's fast. like putting JJ Watt out there. Yeah, it really <laughs> is. It, about it. It really is. Those two could be in a lineup, and they they might get mistook, mistaken, 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 mistaken. In a in a in, you know someone like thinks that JJ Watt raped them, and they might accidentally point out Gronkowski in the lineup on Special Victims Unit. <laughs> Great show. Like that plug? That's right. Well, that's about it for those predictions in, in uh, the, the Madden cover. Um, oh, one more thing. Defensive guys don't get the cover of Madden. We, we, we talked about it the other day, too, that we could think of. Ray Lewis and Pomalo. And Pomalo had to share the cover with Larry Fitzgerald. So. <laughs> that was a share. Defensive and if he wasn't on the, the fucking, if he wasn't on the fucking Steelers, he probably wouldn't have been on the cover. <laughs> exactly. Defensive guys don't get the cover. So Bronco Country, calm down. Madden Curse is not completely dead yet. Also, it's been it's been kind of absent the last four years. Also, Von Miller's been everywhere else. So Jesus Christ, I mean, come on. <laughs> Yeah, he's doing just fine (laughs) on his tour of, like, everything, so... Like, like the Super Bowl MVP does, you know, typically these days, they're everywhere. It happens. Right, Doug? Yeah. Right, Doug? Yeah. 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 I'm moving on to top fives, five-time high fives. Um, NFL Network doing their, their breakdown, so we're taking our best five out of 90 through 81. I see we go back and forth on this one. You want to go back? Back and forth. Back, back, forth and forth. Do you want to do the whole list first? Or? Um, actually, do you have it pulled up? I do have it pulled up. Go ahead and do it. Okay, so we're starting from... Okay, well, now the, now the list reset. I, it, it refreshed. Okay, hold on. I got it, I got it, I got it. God I got damn it. Technology. Fucking technology. Okay, starting from 90. 
Got Matt Forte, 89, Alan Hearns, 88, Cameron Hayward, 87, Julian Edelman, 86, Jonathan Stewart, 85, Kirk Cousins, 84, Tom Bahali, 83, Telvin Smith, 82, Delaney Walker, 81, Alex Smith. My number five is going to be Telvin Smith. We want to talk, we missed a little bit on predictions a little bit about teams. That's a team that's not being talked about a lot, Jacksonville Jaguars. Um, he's actually a completely underplayed guy on that team just because, I mean, you got the Allens, you got Blake Bortles, you got, uh, 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 God, I can't remember the other linebacker's name right now, <laughs> which I should. That's Paul, the Paul's Luzny or whatever. Paul Zlinski. Whatever. Yeah. <laughs> uh but he's there's a lot of guys on that team taken away from uh, real talent and skill. And I'm sorry, you're gonna say I, 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 you want to talk about early predictions? I'm going predictions. My my early predictions: Jacksonville wins that division this year. So my number five guy is Telvin Smith. Uh, I'll tell you who's not going to be on this list: Alex Smith. Okay. <laughs> number five, Delaney Walker is gonna. I think he's a little high for some of the guys that are on this. But I, I like Delaney Walker a lot. He is a good tight end, and he is right there to protect Marcus Mariota. That's his favorite target for what they have out there. I mean, I know they've changed a little bit this year. Um, I expect some leaps and bounds. I expect Delaney Walker to be one of the better tight ends in the league this year as well. Um, last year he wasn't on the list, so congratulations to him for um, being pumped up pretty high. I love the 82 or 81. Good for him, man. Had a good year. Had a good season last year. Number four, Julian Edelman. Um, actually really surprised he is this low, uh, considering <coughs> how many people don't want to cover him and how many people want nothing to do with him and how important he is to that offense. I am pretty goddamn surprised that Julian Edelman is this low on the list. But I blame Gronkowski. Quick little bastard. Mm, fucking water bug. Fuck uh, number four for me, Cameron Hayward. Um, I think he's in trouble. But that's okay. He's still a good player. Uh, this isn't about. This isn't the least in trouble list. No, so it's okay. Um, the the Dolphins are probably gonna rebound defensively next season. They should. They should. He would be one of the reasons. He was also not on the list last year. So congratulations to him for making his appearance. Uh, number four for me, Cameron Hayward. Uh, number three, Tom Bahali, still. Um, another year older, as you said, but still a great football player. Um, still a reason to want to pick the Chiefs if you're going to pick somebody in the division. Uh, number three, I look for this guy to continue his success from last season and solidify himself. Uh, another Mike Shanahan pick. Pretty much I think we wanted to pick Kirk Cousins. I'm going to give Kirk Cousins some love on this because I expect I'm looking at him to play better. Um, you like that? Yeah. Played good last year. I think he's gonna play better this year. You like that? You like that? Yes. You like that, Doug? Kirk Cousins also not on the list last season, which isn't a surprise. But he, yeah, he wasn't ranked. Um, I, he's not a franchise quarterback yet, but he's making the steps. He has making the money. You don't have to be a franchise quarterback to make the money nowadays. That's clearly how that goes. (laughs) You just gotta. You just have to be a quarterback. Does your arm work? Did you stay on the field last year? Okay, Good job. cool. Here, paid. <laughs> um, Kirk Cousins is going to get my number three spot. My number two, one of the Allens, Alan Hearns. Uh, he is an Allen I picked up off the trash pile. For some reason, somebody put him in there. Not really sure why. Talking about that uh, Jacksonville team that's going to win that division, I believe, next year. Um, that's a, he's that's going to be one of the reasons... For it, I tell you that much. He's gonna be uh, that that wide receiver duo is gonna be really picking up. One of the Allens, number two, Allen Hearns. Um, my number two, Telvin Smith. Um, guy's a stud. It's stud. What else can you say? He's a stud. You could what also you, say. He's what do you stud. got to add to that, Doug? He's a stud. That's right. Telvin Smith also not on the list last season, but he's a good linebacker. That defense has come up. That defense has made. Points to come up. They're going to have their number one pick from last season back on the field. Um, 
They're going to be a pretty good team. They picked up Malik as well. They're, they're going to be all right. Malik doesn't have to be the number one guy. But everyone says, well, good luck trying to be the, the, the guy. He doesn't have to be the guy. They have the guy. He wants to go to a place that doesn't win. They're going to start winning. And he's part of it. He is definitely part of it. Talon Smith is my number and two. And he's also already won. We're not going to go over that again. Yeah. My number one is actually Delaney Walker. Um, nice. He was missing the... I don't know what it is. He had he had something men, he had like mental problems, just not really clicking over there, um, and he seems a little bit revitalized. He is talking about tight ends who do everything. He is a tight end that does everything. He is a big, big man who can catch passes for you, and he will break tackles. Towards the end of the year, when they ran the ball, he wasn't on the field. Uh, I remember that. Getting beat up pretty vividly. But um, as far as football players go, since that's top 100 list goes, we're doing top 100 football players. I think he's a great football player. No doubt about that. Uh, My number one, my two and one were Jags guys on this because I do believe in this football team improving. Alan Hearns is going to be my number one on this list. Uh, Also not on the list last season. Every one of my guys was not ranked last year. I like that. They're, uh, they're improving. The, the game is still getting better. There's still new guys popping up. and Every year there's, there's new talent that, that's shining in this league. Um, he's a great receiver. He's fast. He's, he's big. He big catches hands. touchdowns. Catches touchdowns. <laughs> and Bortles is, is turning his himself into a pretty nice. good quarterback. He is, he's definitely starting to... And his name is... Alan Hearns. I already said it. Alan Hurts, my number one. drunky. <laughs> yeah? Are you ready, Doug? Yeah. What are we doing next, Doug? Slur it on out. Let's go. You're a cunt. Uh, <laughs> on. At least he's awake. It almost. You I was asleep last week. That's why I yeah. said it. <laughs> And you have slept one time too, which is also during the show (laughs) at your computer. (laughs) This is the BACN network, ladies and gentlemen. Everybody, go calm down. Uh, Everybody, go calm down. Top five movies where you should have a uh, Russian as a bad guy. Top five movies with the Russian bad guys. This was a fun list to put together. It was, actually. You'd be surprised how many Ivans there are. What? No, it's a lot of Ivans. <laughs> that's like that's like Steve over in over <laughs> in, in Russia. Ivan. Yeah. Or John. Or Yuri. Or any stupid American name that's overused. Yes, that was the point of the joke. Um, I'll just I'm gonna go first because I I just why I want to. Because I just decided that I'm going to. Um, Honorable mention, another Ivan. Ivan Benko from Iron Man 2. I can't go into it, but I'm sure someone else will. (laughs) Number five. Now, this name, I'm going to do my best. (laughs) Because they they don't really say it too much in the movie. Colonel Paduski? Paduski? For Rambo 2, First Blood. Bruski. Yeah, I said it right the first time. Mm-hmm. It was really easy to hate that motherfucker. <laughs> he's just got that look about him. You just don't like that guy. And then he's torturing Rambo, and then Rambo gets him back and all that stuff. Um, for uh, 80s exploitation of action movies, that's one of the best. And he is definitely a good bad guy within that movie. Uh, number four, another Ivan. Ivan Korshinov from Air Force One. Played number four. Yeah. But did I stutter? No. No, I was pretty much on point with that. Thank you very much. No, Doug will be doing a lot of stuttering in his list. <laughs> Played by Gary Oldman, another another uh, shooting the gap favorite actor. He was very convincing in that movie. He could have been higher, but I went kind of more of my childhood on this. As, as why he's not higher on it because like we do he was scary in, in that movie he's he's believable and I like hearing the stories about when they were filming the movie Harrison Ford pulled him aside and said 
Yeah, get more physical with me. Make it, make it more authentic. And then Gary Oldman just beats the shit out of him for the rest of the fucking movie. Like, and it, it looks real because it pretty much is real. They're slamming each other off shit. And, um, really doing the physical stunts in that movie. And Gary Oldman just rules. That's, that's how that goes. Number three. Xenia Anatop from GoldenEye. GoldenEye. <laughs> <laughs> just because I want to have sex with her. No. Well, I do. She would kill you with her thighs. That'd be a good way to go. Right? And there's a lot of... I think I'm going to die in much hor- more horrible ways than that. So I, I, would, I would appreciate There are that. worse ways to go. She's a, she's a, a good actress, too. I, I like her. Femke Jensen. Femke Jensen. Um, been in a whole lot of stuff. Okay. Um, really good in that, in that movie. I, I don't... And I saw GoldenEye once. I'm not a Bond fan, so... You know, I played the game. Is this whole table not a Bond fan? Are you a Bond fan? Oh, it's a Bond fan. I, I didn't know what you just said, so did you say you were? Yeah. There you go. Yeah, I'm, I'm not at all. I, <laughs> I played the game more than I saw the game infinitely more times than that. But but she's just super hot. Her last name's on top. Whoa. She was actually the last like Bond villain to have like a... Sexualized being, yeah. That's kind of stupid. Why they stop that? I don't know. Right? Should turn him on into a chick then. Um, fuck it. Um, number two, the Russian from the Punisher. <laughs> really? Yeah. Russian bad guys. His name's the Russian. Mm-hmm. They say call the Russian. It's Kevin Nash. I was going to say, also, it's Kevin I Nash. I fucking so. love Kevin Nash. <laughs> it will bring him up, like, three times this... I yeah. love Kevin Nash, and that's a great scene. That whole scene, it's about ten minutes long. Yeah. And it's it's brutal. It's it's brutal. It's funny. It's got the nerdy neighbors dancing around having a good time. Um, and he's called the Russian, and it's fucking Kevin Nash. Kiss my ass. Number one, as if there was any doubt... This better be number one on everybody's list. Mm. Ivan Drago from Rocky IV. I must break you. Mm-hmm. You will lose. If he breaks. Yes, he If he breaks, he breaks. If he dies, he dies. I defeat all champion. And he was fucking Bridget Nielsen, dude. When she was hot. Yeah. That's like super the hot. Snatch. Don't suck. No, I can keep going on her. We just watched Beverly Hills Cop 2 the other night. That's a fine! Fucking hot! Super hot. Six foot tall blonde fucking smoking. She was hot in Cobra. She was hot in Chained Heat 2. She was hot in everything. Chained Heat 2, she played the warden for the Lady Lady Prison. Can you go ask her? I'm not done talking. He's not done talking, though. Why are you being a dick? Because he's drunk. Certainly Doug's gonna get his fucking glasses broke. Yvonne Drago was just perfect for the the sense of the movie. The time and era. Yeah, exactly. It is that whole movie speaks to mm-hmm. the era. And the, Cold then the, War the era. hatred for the Russians, the steroids, the the workout scene where Rocky's out in the wilderness and he's at this high tech. He's a hard working guy and the yeah. Russians are all technical and shooting him up with yeah. anabolic it's all, steroids. It's all lab shit, you know, really creating the specimen. The first time you you see him when they're doing the he's punching the, 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 the gauge meter mm-hmm. there, see how hard he punches and it's they're basically to say, Yes, we created him to be this powerful of an athlete. Anything he hits, he destroys. <laughs> there you go. My number one. You want to drive and I did like Six quotes from that movie. Top that. I'll go um, because I'm sure Doug will take a while. Uh, I did movies, so we got all my movies. Here's uh, everybody was in movies. Uh, mine are actually just movies, uh, as I read the list. Hmm. Um, oh, you did the movies themselves. Yes. Oh, okay, okay. Yes. Uh, my honorable mentions are Red Dawn, Miracle. Miracle. They weren't bad guys. But they were Russians. <laughs> they were just playing. But they were Russians. They were and this guys. is a sports show. And we hated them back then. So it counts. Moving on. And the most ironic name ever Rambo First Blood 2. 2. 
Yeah. <laughs> Earth Blood Part Two. Part. Yeah. All right. <laughs> uh, my number five movie, Top Gun. How can you not have Top Gun? As far as Cold War movies. The Russians. No, we don't shoot Russians in that movie. We don't shoot down Russian jets in that movie. Is that what you're telling me? No, I'm telling you the Russians are not the bad guys on that one. Oh, who's the bad guys? Iceman. He's yeah. a protagonist, but I wouldn't say he's a bad guy. <laughs> don't get so pissy. Like, themselves? Like, <laughs> Iceman is slider. He's on the same team. He's a douchebag, but he's on the same team. No, but like, even like... It's Don still Cruz less his them. own, like, worst enemy on that I'd say Chester's kind of a bad guy. Mm. Is he? <laughs> mm. He's Next, just kind of Rick a Ryan was doing some evil shit behind our back. We all know that. Yeah, I think everybody at this table Russian would not agree mix. with that. All right, Russian moving mix. on. Russian mix. Yes. The bad guys just weren't the central part of that movie, so they kind of looked really Rocky Four, Because obviously I think Rocky would be like, like I said, that. Yeah. that. Uh, number three, John Wick. Fucking badass movie. Russian fucking. Can't wait for part two. Oh no, god. god, it's gonna no. be so fucking yeah. good. Right. So stoked. Um, most of my stuff has to do with directly where the Russian, the state is the bad guy, but in this particular instance, it's just more of a Russian mob, KGB kind of. Relationship. But they're super bad. But they're super bad and. He's super badass, and that movie's super fucking badass. Cool movie. Um, number two, The Hunt for Red October. Oh, nice. I didn't think about that. Um, this God's movie, Russian, whatever, that's cool. The movie itself is pretty fucking awesome, so that's yeah. fine by me. Yeah. Sean Connery's so cool, you don't tell him to change an accent. No, you're not. Him and Kevin Costner don't have to do what you say. Exactly. They're allowed to talk however they talk. And Kevin, that's just it. Kevin Costner and his little girlfriend are the only ones in the movie not using an English accent. Even Christian Slater tries to use an English accent. I mean, it's terrible, it's but horrible, at least he tries. tries. Um, and then number one, another sub movie, which I'm sure going back to the whole Top Gun thing. But as far as bad guys go... Because Gene Hackman's the bad guy. He's not technically... It's another one of those things where it's like... He's not doing kind of what's right, right? But so is Denzel. So is Denzel. Really right. He's he's doing it right. And he's then the there's that whole racial. Yeah. Uh, oh, it's totally all about that overtone in the whole movie. And then in the end, the proof Denzel proves to be correct. But the Russians are the fucking assholes. If they're not threatening to launch nuclear missiles at us, that doesn't happen. Good call on Dunley. Yeah. And, and Red October. Dead air. My honorable mentions are... Mentions. Gary Von Slurry over here. My honorable mentions are... Honorable. 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 Shut the fuck up, <laughs> both of you. You almost can't even get the word fuck out there. Shut the shit Miracle. They're not bad guys. That's <laughs> <Yes. laughs> so stupid. <laughs> I knew I would get blowback from you on that. That's what I loved about it. I was like, I'm putting Miracle on the They're honorable mentions. Bad guys. They're not technically the bad guys. Yeah, they are. There's no villain in the movie. The Russians. They're not bad guys. Uh, trying to stop the Americans? Trying so... to stop the Americans. It's the Olympics. It's the Olympics. Yeah. If they tried Whoa. to stop the Americans with machine guns, then they'd be the bad guys. <laughs> no. But if they're just trying to beat them in a hockey game, they're not the bad guys. They're the bad it's guys. It's ridiculous. Ridiculous. <laughs> my honorable honor... My if they killed one of them and then bragged about it, so then they're bad guys. Who, or at least, like, committed a lot of penalties. My other, other <laughs> there's like other a lot of bad slashing going on in some hooking. I guess was? the bad guys in Cool Runnings were the Americans. <laughs> and we're the bad guys. It's cute. The bad guys in Mystery Alaska were the NHL. My other <laughs> honorable mention uh, was uh, yeah, the Punisher, the Russian. The bad guys in Major League were the Yankees. I'm moving on. Uh, my number five, on for October. 
Hunt for October. Hunt for October. <laughs> the baseball movie about going for the World Series. If what? you were red and October. Yeah. Well, the Hunt for October, I absolutely I, I agree with everything you said. And the Reds could hunt in October. Moving on. Uh, number four, Red Dawn. Sounds like it's a <laughs> That's it's what I said. Stupid. I was like, I can't believe he hates it, but it's stupid. Did you not grow up on that one? No, I did not grow up on that one. Okay, I grew up on good movies. E.T., Big Trouble, Little China. <laughs> <laughs> Out of a, a Mozart family. Um, it's okay. When he said he doesn't like it, I do get it. Number three. It, does have, it, it, is, it is kind of only good because of the, you know... It's horrible. It's sentiment. Edited, it's I have edited it. terribly. The, the time frame is ridiculous. The 80s. Patrick Sweezy. Mm. Wolverines. Well, it's not out of the. It's it's like you know not unbelievable. The outsiders were right. better, and all the same guys are. Wow. Diane Lane. Are they both books? Um. Uh, Red Dawn first. If Red Dawn was a book, they didn't do it very well. Yeah. <laughs> well, that that happened back in the eighties, just so you know. <laughs> so they number, used to just throw number, the whole number thing three, out the Number three. Number three. It was written like that. How could you even read it? How? It was written the way it was acted. <laughs> the way the the dialogue, the scene jumps. You know, all of a sudden it's snowing. Uh, it's not going to make sense too much. So number three, uh, Rocky Four, obviously. Drago. Of course. If he dies, dies. Mm -hmm. I break him. That is how I break him. It's not this quote. <laughs> not you totally fuck that quote. <laughs> if I break him, is not even the first part of that quote. It says I will break him. Number two. Iron Man 2. I knew that was going to be like your <laughs> I don't know how I knew it. I know how I knew it. Oh, wait. Because it's a comic. Whiplash. Yes. Whiplash. It was Mickey Hart. That's why. That's really why. You make God believe. You will cease to make the people believe in him. I totally fucked that quote up as well. And I think I did that in, like, actually. Um, and number one. Great words. Lots of words. Shut up. The best words. Yes. All of the words. And number one, Air Force One. Good movie. Saw that in theaters with Audra County. For real? Yeah. They were made out of the park. Wow. But I saw it with my dad. These two of the three people here did not make it with my dad. Oh, God. <laughs> the whole damn family did that. Yeah, the family. <laughs> yeah. Did not make it with she my dad. She did bounce around between the family. Mm -hmm. I saw her at Walmart. I mean, I can still bounce her around if I want. <laughs> well, it's basketball playoff time. It's conference title time. We're getting down to the fucking nuts and bolts of it, dude. This, this is a long playoffs. Uh, the NBA playoffs is long. We have to uh, long. address one thing real quick. Tim Duncan, sir. If that was your last game. <clears throat> Thank you for the years uh, of me hating you and then deciding to like you later for many much respect I have for him. That's how you know. That's how you know he's a good player. That's how you know they're great. When you just, well, I mean, he was not necessarily a rival of the Nuggets because the Nuggets aren't really that good. They were never really that good, but watching the same team always win makes you a little gets a little bit antsy. But when you're not a fan of that team, he was he was that good. Um, I like other power forwards because of my childhood. I like Charles Barkley and I like right. Carl Malone. But if I if I was building a team and I and I got stuck with Tim Duncan, comes back to what oh, we talked about earlier. Really stuck you're him. not you're not upset if you're stuck with Tim Duncan as your power forward. You're not mad about it. He's one of the best to ever play the position. Undoubtedly, five championships, five titles, five titles. Um, That's right, Kobe fans. Somebody else has five titles. You, you, no, that's that's where the argument comes in is who's the better player of that generation? Is it Kobe Bryant or is it Tim Duncan? God, I still got to give it to Kobe. He's such a. I'd take Tim. 
I think I'd still take Kobe. I'd Once take again, him. you're not getting you're not getting mad about the person you're getting, and you're still getting one of the best to ever play the game. Absolutely. Of course, they're playing different positions, obviously, but I like I like the Mamba to come over and take over a game if if my team isn't playing well. Kobe Bryant was always good to come back and just take over a whole game if you wanted to. Well, if you're building if you're building an all-time team, are you going to have Kobe or Michael? Well, I mean, obviously you want Michael. If Kobe's not the best there, maybe I want Michael Jordan and Kobe Bryant on the same team. Then no one's going to pass the ball. (laughs) That's okay. They'll be making all the shots. I don't care. Shot still goes down. That's but no, he's, he's right. You can't you can't go wrong either way. But uh, Tim Duncan, great career, storied career, college graduate, smart guy, smart basketball player, fundamentally sound. Six eleven, could play center, could play power forward. Did both. Came in the league and won a title right away. Um, Spurs got lucky like the Colts did, just to keep falling into the greatest players of all time. Of course, we stole. Yeah, we still jury's still out on Andrew Luck, but I still don't think he's as bad as everybody because of one season. Last week's top 100 blew me away on that. But we do have the Eastern Western Conference Finals. We got the Cavs. Toronto wrapped up today. That's surprising. That's surprising and sad because I really thought the story looks better if the Miami Heat are playing LeBron James. I think that I don't, I'm. Uh, Eastern Conference Finals? No, I have been wrong. Um, no. I have been wrong no. um, during this playoffs run a little bit. Not with the Cavs and the Warriors, but with who they're playing. Um, she was going to be internally with the Cavs, but they've been sitting around for a while. That game doesn't, that series doesn't get started until Tuesday, so if I'm correct, that's like seven or eight days off for the Cavaliers who wrapped up early in the week. Wrapped up way, way earlier. Um, so outside of that, the the Cavaliers should run through the Raptors. Well, I mean, that being said, earlier in the before the series started, before the whole playoffs started, uh, word on the street was that Toronto was the team to give the Cavs a run for their money and give Golden State a run for their money. So I don't know if that'll necessarily happen because Miami gave. Toronto a lot of trouble. Um, yeah, and the Raptors hadn't won a playoff series in years, so I, I never heard that they were the team to give them um, any trouble. People weren't even predicting them to win a playoff series. So it's, I mean, to me, I mean, I don't know, I don't, I don't see the Cavs losing this that series. Um, no, I, we'll see, we'll see where we're at in about a week. Never know how that's going to go. Golden State and the way OKC has been playing. What do you think? Does OKC have a chance to knock them down? They have a chance to win some games, but I think it's going to be a 4-2 thing. I don't think it goes 7. It might even be a a 5-game series. Um, The the Thunder have been in the games this year against the the Warriors. They've lost all three of them, but they've been in the games during the fourth quarter. They've even had leads in the fourth quarter. Um, I think think the Warriors are on, on a mission of their own that supersedes anything that the OKC Thunder have to go with. I, I really do. I think they're, they're out to prove that 73 wins. They're out to prove that they can beat the Cleveland Cavaliers with a full squad, even though they beat them by 33 earlier this season with a full squad. You know, the, the doubters are there all over the place, the, the hatred for the, the Warriors. Um, they've turned into, no, they, they're not the Yankees. They're, this, they're not just love-hate, but the hate, the haters for the, the Warriors are very vocal, and they're very strong about it. I like Westbrook. He's probably my favorite player in the game. I love Kevin Durant. He's the best shooter that no one's talked about this year. Um, you top three shooters in the league are going to be in this series. But Golden State plays excellent team defense. Golden State has Draymond Green. OKC has Westbrook and Durant and whatever else they have. Um, Abaka, there's not a whole lot else there, honestly. There's just really not. The Golden State team is a much deeper team, bench-wise and everything. 
I, I, I'd say this is a five or six game series. I have to tend to agree with you on that one. I think Golden State's going to win this one in six. It just, I, Curry gets the ball in his hands during the fourth quarter, and even if he hadn't played for two and a half weeks, destroys it, puts up 17 points Did in overtime. Did he change the game? What do you mean? The games that he was playing in? With the three points. He's destroyed the game with three-pointers. Did he change the game in terms of that? Yes, he destroyed the game in terms of that. Oh. No one's even come close to making the amount of three-pointers that he's made in the last three years. In the last three years, he's made more three-pointers than Larry Bird made in his entire career. He's made more three-pointers than Michael Jordan made in his entire career. Nobody has done what this kid's doing. 402 three-pointers is... I want to say, I'm not going to be right on the numbers on this, it's like 116 more three-pointers than anybody had made in the season before, and that person was Him. Steph Curry. <laughs> so he's just every year making making steps and becoming this amazing player. Um, Which pretty much means he hit like one and a half more three-pointers. Again, and then the volume that he shoots it at and the percentage that he shoots it at. This has been a Blood Alcohol Content Network production. For more information, visit www.bacnpodcast.com. Your home for almost bacon and banjo!